You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. Yo, what is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Ones Canes podcast. I'm the Beast Brian London, alongside Brandon O'Doy. Follow us on all of the socials at Miami Radio Beast for me, at Brandon underscore O'Doy for Brandon, and follow the whole crew at Real Ones Canes. Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, it's it's there wherever you go, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're, we're taking off there as well. Brandon, it is a bye week, the hustle and bustle of uh, trying to watch player interviews and coach uh, press conferences and all that stuff. We don't have that. We have a little time to reflect on a 4-0 Miami Hurricanes team, and there's some injuries, so let's get to that. The bye week comes at the right time for Miami. Yeah, a bye week is definitely when you want to try to heal up and get back to to square one for, for some health perspectives and uh, couldn't come at a better time for the Hurricanes who are still trying to get back to square one with injuries. Notably, uh, we want to get Cam Kitchens back on defense and also Akeem Mesidor. Those two very important pieces will be needed as this team goes into ACC play. I'm thinking about the defense and the amount of guys that are hurt there and we don't know who's going to be back for Georgia right. Tech next week or not. I'm thinking about, you, you talked about Cam Kitchens. Obviously, he's he's the captain, El Capitan. And I'm thinking about offense. I think Matt Lee left the last game a little bit nicked up. And even though Mario kind of downplayed injuries, unfortunately, we can't ever buy into what the coaching staff says about injuries because they famously say we don't talk about injuries. So there's no way to really know, right, who's going to be lining up for the Miami Hurricanes when they take on Georgia Tech, I just hope that some guys get back and we can start to get a little bit healthier and have a more full complement of this team because there are some positions that just don't have a lot of depth. Yeah, and center is one of those. I mean, you hope that Matt Lee is, as Mario Cristobal says, okay because we're going to need him to be okay next week against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech did something I didn't like. They snuck a win in against Wake Forest. So now it's yeah. like, okay, Wake Forest has been trending up as an ACC Atlantic program, even though there aren't any divisions anymore. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's a pretty good team. And here's a Georgia Tech team that's been reeling, you know, let a big lead go against Louisville. And, you know, this isn't a game that you can fool around with. And it's definitely 
trappish, you know, uh, on the road against UNC awaits. So you definitely want to get to 5-0, and which everybody had projected at least 4-1, 5-0. That was the early season outlook. You want a clean slate going into next week. So uh, you definitely don't want to try to figure out how to replace a guy who's been an absolute staple in your offense and kind of, you know, uh, a revamped, very much improved offensive line. This hat now, luckily, the game is not at noon. Um, I think it's a nighttime game, actually, against yeah. Georgia Tech. This had the the markings, the makings of a sleepy nooner for the Miami Hurricanes, yeah. which th- th- they play a couple of those a year. It's a, it's a noon game. It's early for them. Uh, they come out. They're a little bit sleepy. It goes a lot uh, deeper into the game uh, than you would like. But I think because it's a primetime game, Miami seems to get jacked up for for those type of games. I I don't think we have to worry about them overlooking Georgia Tech onto Chapel Hill. But one never knows about the mentality of a team as they they go out and play. The only way this game could get complicated based on what we've seen in four games is if somebody key gets injured, namely a quarterback. Um, I think you have enough depth at running back and receiver to get through the game, you know, even with a major injury to a guy. I don't want to see Xavier Restrepo go down. Uh, That would complicate things because he's kind of the go-to third down conversion type of wide receiver. But, yeah, an injury to Matt Lee that keeps him out of this game, someone uh, like a Tyler Van Dyke, you know, knock on all the wood you got. You know, outside of that, Miami can probably sustain an injury here and there. Um, but yeah, no, that's the only thing that I can think can complicate this game. It's a late kick, which means in Miami language, people have more time to get to the game. There aren't as many things going on. There's still no heat. Dolphins don't play until the Sunday. Uh, people are excited about this team. Those things usually translate beast into attendance. So, you know, the, the spirits will be high literally and figuratively. Uh, at night, so uh, it should be a decent enough push to give Miami a comfortable home win against, a, you know, sort of a trudging team in Georgia Tech, and I think I made that word up. Yeah, you, you, whether you did or you didn't, it's an amazing word, and I think the uh, web people at Webster <laughs> should add it to the dictionary. I've had a, a, a few moments to just look around the landscape of college football, see what, see what other people are, are saying around the nation, and Tyler Van Dyke in this Miami Hurricanes offense is getting a lot of praise. There's a lot of talk about what Shannon Dawson has brought to the table. Granted, anything is better than what they had with the coordinator last year. Hashtag C Maryland. But yeah, they're doing well, by the way. I, you made me. I had to look that up, man. They were. They're actually doing well. Like the the offense. Made yeah, they've well. gotten. They, they, they've gotten. They've gotten better. Well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've gotten better. Um, but so I so I wanted to go dig into some of the stats myself just to see is is the hype worth it, right? Uh, are we is things being blown out of proportion? Is it people not watching the games and just kind of going on the highlights? I don't know. So I I wanted to reel off a couple of stats and then get your thoughts on some things. So Tyler Van Dyke, fourth in the nation in passing efficiency. The only guys he's behind, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, and Sam Hartman, right? He's eighth in passing touchdowns, ninth nice. in yards per pass attempt, 12th in points responsible for. 
that's total as an as any position on offense. So Ooh, I think he's only thrown okay. only thrown one interception, which is not a good one, but only one. And as a team, though, they have the eighth best scoring offense in the country, seventh best uh, completion percentage, eleventh best rushing offense. They've only given up four sacks all season. They're the 11th best in tackles for loss allowed, which is another uh, stat that shows your offensive line is doing a good job, right? Um, And, you know, Tyler's doing great. The only other guy that surprisingly is really shows out when it comes to the national statting categories is Henry Parrish, second in the nation in rushing yards per carry at 7.88. But I, I, I look at this offense and statistically speaking, they're doing really well. Now, listen, they've only played four games, right? Two of and those, one real game. Right, in one real game. I would say two games against much inferior uh, opponents. One against a team that's inferior, but not to the level of Bethune or Temple. Um, so they play one real game. So take it all with a grain of salt. But you can't ask for more from this offense, given the schedule that they've played. You ask for what you get, and you get what you ask for. We ask for 4-0, a win, trade-a-home win with Texas A&M. It was a close game last year. You're much improved. It wasn't a close game this year. You come back. You add some guys in the portal. You got some really talented freshmen. You're 4-0, and everything looks really good. Now, I ain't ready to hand over the Heisman Trophy to Tyler Van Dyke. No. I still think that he's doing listen for a guy that received like some first round mentions like this is fair. This is, you know, required, so to speak, from a guy that had expectations and who didn't frankly live up to him last year. Now, the offense is getting a lot of the blame for that. But, you know, he's got to make better plays. I mean, it was a pro style offense that he played. So, um, you know, what one of the things he's going to be asked to do is to show that last year was a fluke. He's showing that right now, but we need to see good teams win on the road, and that's what we need to see. But first, you got to take care of business. I love all the stats. The stats are great. Being mentioned with those names is a positive sign. That really is. And, and, and that's the thing I said. I don't know if you remember in some of our earlier shows. You've got to have guys competing for national awards in order to be a good football team. Right. So if Tyler Van Dyke is being mentioned for, you know, some of the, you know, really top awards, the Davy O'Brien's, the the you know, the the Heisman Trophy, if, if Henry Parrish is somehow gets into the conversation, you know, that's what you want. You want guys who are who are mentioned because now that means you're playing at a high level, you're producing and you've got playmakers. Earlier in the season, it was probably episode one or episode two. You made the bold statement that Tyler Van Dyke was a system quarterback. And I repeat that as often as possible because he is. So you stand it's by. You just have, yeah, I'm not going to walk back. You know, I, you know, Tyler kind of gave me a look in the post game presser the other day. Oh, I was wondering, I was like, I was like, I wonder if he listens to the real ones. <laughs> he might. kind of gave me a look and I was like, Okay, getting a little, you know, I, maybe it was just a game yet. I don't know. Like, it was after the Texas A&M game, by the way, and it was a 
sort of a take that how you like that. What what did Kirk um uh was it cousins? You like that? It was yeah. I kinda got all you like that from Tyler. Hey Tyler, if you listen to this, I'm doing my job, you do yours, we'll all be good. At the end of the day, I like winning football and I don't like when a guy is hyped up. Oh, he almost went to Bama. I'm like, who are we talking about here? But okay, if you come out and you go five and zero, you you go to UNC and win. Hey, I'll eat my crow and I'll eat my crow. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem saying I'm wrong. I don't have a problem with that at all. Is it? He stunk up the joint last year. Is it you know? possible and, and he facts. just did? Is it is it possible he just didn't fit into Josh Gaddis' system that he didn't mesh with Josh Gaddis' coaching an and guy. he was the and he was injured work. and he was injured yeah, last no, year? No, is it, I mean, that, come on, you're one thousand percent correct. And let me say this on the record: we're not talking about when we know he was injured. We're talking about when we when he was healthy to start the season. He was playing like absolute heart garbage, and and and, and that's what we can judge him on. But obviously, a lot of people saw, listen, Bama probably should have taken him. They'd be a lot further along. Maybe they would have beat Texas. Because the way he's playing now, I mean, he's got a line. He has time to throw. He's got weapons. He's got a run game. I mean, these are the things that make quarterbacks look a lot better. Am I wrong in wanting to give the offense an A across the board? Listen, you'd be wrong to not give them an A. What have they done to deserve anything less? They're putting up 40-plus points a game. I mean, they're balling out of control. I mean, they're doing what they need to do. The defense is as well. The only the only problem I have with the defense is we're not creating enough turnovers. Yeah. Now, so I looked at all the defensive stats, too. Because, you know, I wa- first I looked at all the individual stats, and I'm like, wait. There's no one really from the Miami defense that's up there in individual stats other than other than Corey Corey Couch is is one of 16 players that has three interceptions on the year. Yeah, Corey Couch is is like leading the nation in – you know why that is. And and I said this on another podcast earlier. Yeah, because they're throwing in his direction. They're throwing at him because they think he's the weakness. But I want to give on our own podcast the same – scenario and the same accolades to Corey Couch has been developed by Jamil Adai. There's no other way to say it. This guy was a major liability. Okay. He stayed in the program. He's a fifth year guy. He's a home guy. Shamala Madonna, Hollywood. I'm broadcasting now from Hollywood. He grew up not too far from here. His aunt is a member of our church. At the end of the day, this is a kid who played mostly wide receiver throughout his entire career. When he got to Shamanah Madonna in his 10th grade year, that's when he converted to defensive back. He had a lot to learn at this position. And so he's been learning it. He had a really good flashy year. I think it was his sophomore year. But outside of that year and this year, he's looked terrible. Now, offenses are keen on him, and he's making plays. And that's what you want. And here's the beautiful thing, Beast. The Corey Couch is probably the biggest liability on our defense. So he's balling out of control right now. So with James Williams and, and you get a healthy Cam Kitchens to to match the Porter and, and Jaden um, Davis, uh, you know, the games that they're having, the, the seasons that they're having so far, and, and, and Ruben Bain looks like a super stud recruit. He's leading yeah. the nation as a freshman. I mean, like, there's nothing not to like on this defense. But you did, you did mention it. This is more – 
of a team defense than it is a bunch of individuals uh, getting the accolades. They really are playing as a team defense. And I, I think that kind of comes from the coaching staff that they have on defense and the way Lance Guidry wants to see them play defense. Um, I mean, they do have one of the best scoring defenses in the country, which means they don't give up a lot of points. And here's a stat, which I think is like, I'd never seen this before, but I think it does say a lot about the defense, which is they're seventh in the nation in giving up first downs, which means there's only six teams better than them allowing less first downs by the opponent. That's really good. That means it's a lot of three and outs that they're causing. Yeah, a lot of three and outs, a lot of frustrating things are happening um, for offenses facing this Miami Hurricanes defense. And at the end of the day, the only knock I can say is turnover, not creating enough of them. But you turn the ball over when you have to punt. So that's a big deal. Uh, At the end of the day, Lance Guidry, the design on this offense, the aggressiveness of it, I mean, design on this defense, the aggressiveness of it, um, but I just think the best is yet to come, Beast. Like, I just don't think we've seen what these guys are truly capable of. And I'm what, excited to see it, like, fully on display. What What makes you say that, Brandon? What do you know about... We haven't had kitchens. We we, we haven't had a full complement of kitchens. I don't remember when he went down in the Texas A&M game, like, whether it was the first or the second half. Uh, I just feel like... James has sort of been bubbling. He's sort of a big game player. He gets up for stuff like that. You know, um, you know, guys are well, still and, developing. And and the guy that I had my eyes on as a as a new guy to this defense that I thought was going to explode was Branson Dean, and he was hurt. Mesidor was hurt. Uh, and and not- that's what I'm saying. Like you got Dean and Mesidor, who everybody was counting on, ha- have spent more time on the bench this year. And you're still in all these statistical categories, you know, leading and and having some positive things happen. I mean, somebody is going to take it personal that, you know, Takori Couch is leading the country almost in picks and say, hey, man, it's time for me to get in on the action. And it just, you know, because good play inspires good play by others. And at the end of the day, I just don't think they put it all together yet, which is a great thing to be able to say at 4-0. I I was thinking about this. I, I give the defense a B plus. Okay, so what are your room? What's what's the room for improvement as you see? I, I think it's simply. I think it comes down to uh, turnovers, forcing turnovers, and also sacks. Yeah, they're not getting home, but there's a lot of pressure on that quarterback. Oh, a ton of pressure. A lot. There's a lot of rush throws. You saw it against Texas A&M. That guy was dancing bare back there. He was always moving. Because they're bringing the pressure from so many different places. It, it's creative. It's over here on one side. It's over here on the other side. You know, nobody's really getting home, you know, as much as you'd like. But at the end of the day, it's getting the job done. Here's another grade I want to throw out there. Coaching, so far, I think I have to give it an A. Are we talking head coaching or overall? Just, just if, if we just say coaching, head coaching, coordinators, assistants, especially when compared to what we were dealing with last year, I think the turnaround has been so great that, and maybe that's blinding me. Maybe the turnaround has been so great that yeah, whereas going to be a prisoner of the moment, but I mean, yeah, yeah it, 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 that's possible. I, it, but like I, 
I saw so many things last year that I just wanted to put my head through a wall that, and this year I'm not seeing the same thing that maybe that's why I go, Hey, the coaching's great. Maybe you, maybe you see it differently. There, there, no, I mean, the coaching's definitely B plus there's been some in-game head scratching moves. Um, I'd like to see more depth developed. Um, you know, from a standpoint of the defensive ends, you know, um, uh, kind of moving guys all in and out, you know, what's what's really happening? I'm not sure about this Ja'Cory Brown move, like what's really going on with him not playing and picking up time. And, and I'm going to expound upon that by saying, okay, he, he doesn't play this year for pursuing a red shirt. Tyler Van Dyke goes pro. Mm-hmm. What stops him from leaving? Nothing. And going, and we never get a chance. But now, I know he's not a crystal ball recruit, but here's the deal. You got to figure out what you got in this guy. This guy well, you won said a it, game last year as a true freshman in a bad you, offense. You said it last last show. People can go download that, which is you don't want to see one of your guys go win a Heisman Trophy on a different team. That's all bad. You, you I mean, I get the whole Emory Williams thing. I mean, Emory Williams is almost not able to redshirt now. Like, I don't like I don't know what the plan is. I'm not saying the plan is bad. I, I just don't know what it is. Cause I mean, let's count it up. Emory Williams played against Miami of Ohio, right? Yeah, I think he's uh he I didn't can play look it against up. Texas AM. He played against no. Bethune and he played against uh Yeah, he's got three games. He can he can only play in one more. He's got one more game. Right. But let me but the problem is, is this is this is what you're dealing with when you have the portal is you you have if you're going to if you're going to take that chance on redshirting a guy, then you're going to have to risk him bolting because he's and not happy just, with that's hearsay because we don't we've never had anyone. No, but that goes for record. that goes for any position. It's not just quarterback. It goes it goes for an entire roster because now there's no penalty for these guys to go bolt to another team for what they deem to be a better situation. I just I I, I want to know what I got. I, I ain't gonna leave a package from Amazon well, sitting on my couch. I am um, trying to. I'm trying to I, open I, that thing up. Even when I that would, thing is, and I know this is wrong, and let me let me confess, even when it doesn't say my name, I'm so curious as to see what's in the box. We can yeah. always, re- oh, I didn't pay attention. You know, I was just opening it so fast, I didn't realize. No, I realized. I knew it wasn't mine. I just wanted to see what was inside. I got enough. I, I would be really surprised if we don't see Jakari play in the next two games, three games. I'd be really surprised. The good thing is we haven't created a quarterback controversy because Emory's looked like a freshman. There's potential well, there, but yeah. Well, no there, you know what? There was though uh, going into game one. There was a lot of chatter in that press box. Oh, Emory's so far ahead of Jakari, and oh, Emory's QB two. There's no doubt about it. And I think some of that has come back to earth a little bit. But there, that chatter was there from the uh, you know off season hype. All right, man. They're four zero. They're uh, they're going to play Georgia Tech next week, bye week this week. Any final thoughts as this team goes into uh, the second third of the season? Take care of business. Get the five and zero. Stay healthy. Yeah, I can't say it any better than that. The Beast Brian London, Brandon O'Doy. Follow us on all the socials. Follow us on X at Real Ones Canes. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We will check you next week, Canes fans. We'll see you when you see you. Peace.